everybody, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! It's Talking Boys with the Boys. Cowboys familiar. What's up? This is Talking Boys with the Boys. And we're back again with some of that Cowboys fuego. But first, a little business. Please take a minute to share and subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review wherever you find this pod. Five stars and a couple of sentences on why you love this pod would be greatly appreciated. And now, the conglomerate, the panel of homies. I'm your host, Adam Y. Along with my co-host, Mark D, also known as the illegitimate son of Buckaroo Banzai. Andres, a.k.a. Dreezy. And this is Troy Hughes from 105.3 The Fan with Sean and RJ. I'm only here because Adam Booty called me. That one o'clock hit right there, baby. Yes, sir. He loved every minute of it. (laughs) I I bet. Uh, I bet, I bet. Let's go. Hey, guys. Well... We got us a Super Bowl game, y'all. Bengals versus the Rams. Unfortunately, for the 26th straight year, our Cowboys are not in it. And for some fans, peace will cost you your strength. But here on Talking Boys with the Boys, we are instruments to your liberation. Victory has defeated you. This This is the instrument of your liberation. Darkness is your ally. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but blinding. Hey, all right, Mark. Well, bring us in with some Cowboys news, dog. What's good, Cowboys Nation? Look good, feel good, feel good, pod good. Let's eat, baby. Here at Talking Boys with the Boys, we understand the dark side of Jerry's rumors. We especially understand that Jerry was born from the dark, molded by it. Jerry didn't see the light and he was already a man. And by then the truth was blinding. Shadow rumors betray you, Mr. Goodell. All (laughs) Jerry wants to do is get back to you, the people. Do not fear us, NFL. On to the news. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow beat out Dak Prescott for 2021 NFL Comeback Player of the Year Award. Cowboys cornerback Trayvon Diggs, who led the NFL in interceptions with 11, and Falcons running back Cordero Patterson, who combined for 11 rushing and receiving touchdowns, were awarded the 2021 NFL Co-Most Improved Players of the Year Award. Uh, kind of a backhanded compliment. Defensive coordinator <laughs> <laughs> Dan the Mighty Quinn was named the 2021 Assistant Coach of the Year by the Pro Football Writers of America. Yes, sir. That small applause right there. Yes, Cowboys sir. wide receiver C.D. Lamb was officially a pro bowler heading to las vegas as an alternate so that gives us six players in total and i'm told it could have been seven but dakota rain declined the advice to get a few ailments in line thank you Dak. we got lamb Diggs, parsons martin smith and anger all going to the homecoming this year bane jones was quoted saying dan quinn is staying to be the cowboys defensive coordinator for and i quote years to come 
Sources state the Cowboys will restructure Dak Prescott's contract, giving us about $16 million in 2022 cap relief. This restructure requires no renegotiation, sacrifice, or approval from Prescott. It's basically already done. Back to you, BB. All right. Well, first thing I want to ask y'all is, how excited are y'all about the two biggest signings of the offseason so far? That being Will McClay and Dan Quinn. And is Quinn our next head coach in waiting? And I'll start with you, Troy. Well, I mean, number one, Wilbur Clay, obviously. Getting the, getting Wilbur Clay back is one of those things that is so great for people that know how great Wilbur Clay is. I think for like an average fan, if you ask Joe Mechanic down the street, what do you think of Wilbur Clay? They probably have no idea what he does. But if you mm-hmm. are in the know, you understand how vital, how vitally important he is to the Cowboys organization. And something else a lot of people don't understand, he's probably one of the smartest people in the building. I mean, Will McClay has a bachelor's degree in political science from Rice. He's one step away from being an attorney, yet he is leading America's team. So I think that's a great signing. As far as Dan Quinn, I love Dan Quinn. I love DQ. I'm a big fan of the Dilly Bars. But when it comes to Dan Quinn, (laughs) here's the thing. What he's done with this Cowboys defense was absolutely superb, fantastic, and great. But this defense mm-hmm. was already set up to be fantastic, great, and superb. They just need a little bit of a push. I'm not saying that he didn't do a lot to help the defense, but maybe not as much as everyone put him on a pedestal for. Mm, I like mm. that. That's that was Mark's take last week. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, I said, Troy. I was like, I mean, how complicated is it to run a defense when you got a guy getting 11 picks and you got Micah out there just say, hey, see the quarterback, kill him. Yeah, I mean, I mean exactly because the defense last year. Let's be honest, the defense last year. Good, good God Almighty, Mike Nolan was. I mean that that defense was so bad yet last year. I went to put Tabasco sauce Ash. in my eye after he put it in. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. because, because they had the pieces, they had the pieces, but they weren't able to really function well enough. And this year they were once again. Did Dan Quinn solve all the problems? No, but he gave them that extra push. The guy that really gave them the push over the top. Oh, that's Micah. Micah's yes. piece of this defense that changed the game. Yeah, man. I mean, if you ask me on a scale of 1 to 10 how excited I was, I mean, I'm going to say 20, honestly. Because like Troy yeah. said, the average fan doesn't know Will McClay. I know guys personally that call themselves Cowboys fans. You ask them, how about Will McClay? They will look at you like, who? Who? Like, yes. oh, okay. So you're Absolutely. you're that type of fan. I got you. Okay, let me stay over here then with the real fans. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, he is the architect of, mm-hmm. of of our of our past drafts, which have been really good lately. Like a lot yeah. of people like to joke and say this Free and that. <laughs> bust and no, nah, we're like we're not having bust. We have a few sprinkled here and there, but McClay's been doing his damn job. Uh, Dan Quinn, I've been saying for weeks. I thought he was going to come back. People thought I was more hoping he'd come back. No, I, I really, really did think he was coming back because I looked at the jobs that came free, came open. Like, what job really honestly is better than coaching the Cowboys defense? And I'm not saying that as a Cowboys fan. Like, do you really want to go to Jacksonville? Do you really want to go to Chicago, Minnesota? I mean, I understand there's a lot to be said about being the main guy, being the head coach. Dan Quinn's been that, man. And one thing I've learned about myself is – if I'm in a good position, if, if if I like my job, if I like my role, if, if I'm getting paid well, I don't need to be, quote, the main guy in charge. I don't need to be the alpha male. I'm good with being the number two, even the number three. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I will do my part. I'm going to do my role, and I'm going to contribute 
to the team. Dan Quinn's been the head coach. And you know what? He knows that it's not always roses, man. Like, why go be a head coach in a bad situation when you can stay in Dallas, coach the defense, coach an all-time player in Michael Parsons, probably Trayvon Diggs too. And you know what? You don't get a lot of blame, guys, Like, because that's still McCarthy, and you know Jerry's going to take a lot of the shine too. So you just stay in Dallas, you coach the defense, you do your job. To me, it sounds like a pretty fucking good life, right? But <laughs> wait, so you're saying so you're saying Dan Quinn enjoys being like paid decently, but not paid the most, and not being the one in charge. Sounds like sounds like my marriage. Yeah, Troy. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's good. The one that's the attorney. She's the one every other Friday that says. Here's your allowance. And I'm fine with exactly. that. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Let me get one of those. And you know, I'm not trying to take over. Hey, and Troy, I'm not trying to take over either. You feel me on that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But seriously, like, I, I I, understand that way. Of, if that's his thinking. I'm not saying it is. But if that's his thinking, I totally understand it. Like, he's been the man. Like, Moore hasn't been a head coach. I could understand him chopping at the bit. Quinn has been there in Atlanta. He was that. And he knows when when things are going good, shit is real sweet. But when it's not going good, man, you get it from all angles, guys. From the national right. media, the That's local right. media, it's not always fun being the man. It's well, not. I don't like I don't like eating shit. Period. Even if it is sweet. So, um, <laughs> but you know, now for me, man, look, just to digress to the point there with Will McClay. Will McClay is the negotiator that ushered me off the ledge as a young Cowboys fan, realizing what Jerry was as the GM and what we had to look forward to. <clears throat> Will McClay coming in was the move that I had looked. You know, and I mean, initially, we didn't know exactly what he could do with our team. When he came from the Desperados, he did some really good things there. And Troy was Troy is right. The guy's you know brilliant. But at the same time, the job that he had done with the draft, what he brought in and structured around us. I mean, I wasn't sitting there going, Travis Frederick, a center? Really? <laughs> okay. And then and a couple all pro years later, I'm going, and Will, I trust. I'm sorry, buddy. You know, Coming so. Pro years later, we're like, please yeah, come back. Can we have another guy like this? <laughs> yes. Will McClay is our methadone to Jerry's heroin. Okay. That's what nope. Will McClay is. All right. And as far as Dan Quinn is concerned, we're looking at the coaching staff. And if I mean, I said it before on our other show, if I'm Dan Quinn and I got what I got on this defense and everybody's over here yelling at Mike McCarthy about accountability and telling Kellen Moore he doesn't know what he's doing with the offense. And I look like I'm the most confident person here. And I don't know next year when Sean Payton is on Fox calling games. And if we go 0 and 4 or 0 and 5 or shit, I don't know, 2 and 5, the guy that's in waiting there, they're not going to call up Sean Payton. They got a head coach in, uh, in waiting, you know, break glass in case of emergency in Dan Quinn. You know, so, and the other thing is, let's say he wrecks and kills, and let's say, I don't know, we go a little further than we did this year, or possibly Mm -hmm. win the Super Bowl. I mean, would you, would you chop his head off and just bring Sean Payton in or give him the head coaching job? I think it's a, it's a brilliant, you know, move by Jerry from that end. And, you know, he was upset about all that, man. He wanted some heads to roll and he got what he wanted in the mighty Quinn. Absolutely, absolutely. Troy, Jerry Jones was trying to say on 105.3 with KNC Masterpiece, of course, he was saying he was trying to say that that he never definitively said Mike McCarthy would be back for another season as a Cowboys head coach last week because it was all Mm. a part of his plan to keep Dan Quinn on staff. Do you believe that? Well, number one, I believe that the KNC Masterpiece had the interview and Sean was super pissed about it. Let's just (laughs) know that. I was on there. 
He was so angry. When, when I got that phone call at 9.15, I was like, uh, can, can you come on at 9.40? Are you sure? <laughs> no. yeah, Just a so, couple of minutes uh, earlier. Come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the, 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 uh, listen, Jerry Jones is, without question, one of the greatest businessmen to ever have the NFL attached to his name. There's no Thank you. Thank you. And everyone needs to say that. Everyone's going to point out that he is the horrible general manager and the guy that hasn't won anything since the 90s. And that's fine. But he is an absolute fantastic businessman. And if you know oh, anyone that is successful in business, what are they? They are huge liars. And they are <laughs> the truth to make it think, wow, that's so factually incorrect, but I believe you 100%. And that's what's going on with Jerry. Jerry is 100% spinning this thing to where the whole pressure and the whole burn and the whole you know heat going on to Mike McCarthy is being cooled down like some vapor up. And that's what he's mm, doing right mm, now mm. when he talks about Mike McCarthy the way he does. Well, yeah, man, I agree too, man. Like everybody said, man, Will McClay is that dude. We've seen it time and time again. He's had phenomenal draft picks. He's he. I, we call him the free agent finesse around here. Uh, you know them one year mm-hmm. deals, them them um one million, two million deals that he's doing with some of these guys, and they come and produce. Man, actually love it, man. Uh, but as far as Quinn is concerned, man, is he our is he our head coach in waiting? I I don't know. I don't know either. I'm glad the guy's back. I'm uh the guys in the locker room seem to love him a lot. So and uh, uh, follow his lead. And that makes good for next season and possibly the season after. So uh, we'll see actually how that goes. But um, what is the reality uh, moving on? What is the reality of Kellen returning as the Cowboys OC? Because Jerry wants him back and Jerry believes that he will come back. But he's looking at a second interview with Miami. Plus, there are still some head coaching jobs out there that are vacant. Texans, Jags, Saints and Vikings. Well, number one, uh, the thing about Kellen, listen, if you've worked in business and you've worked around like young, young employees that usually come in as interns or like at a radio station, usually you start as like a board op and you're running the board for like the nosebleed seats or overnights. And guess what? You're always known as the board op. No matter what mm. you do in the company, we have this guy uh, named Peyton who used to work for, our, or Parker, I'm sorry, that used to work at 105.3 The Fan. He was great, fantastic, hardworking kid. But yeah. you noticed I called him a kid because to me, he mm-hmm. was a kid. So what did Parker do? He left, went to Denver. Now he's a hot shot program director in Denver doing sports radio. That's how it is with Kellen. Kellen Moore came to the Cowboys organization when he was like 27 as a player. And then a few years mm-hmm. later, he retires and he he's the coach. Well, guess what? In Jerry's eyes, He's still the kid, and he's yep. always going to be the kid. So there's never going to be that elevation of Kellen to go anywhere further than where he's at right now in the Cowboys organization. So, you know, will he get a head coaching gig this year? Absolutely not. Next year, maybe. But he's got to lead this. He's got to lead this team where he's going to be forever known as the kid. Mm. So yep. so there's kind of a negative connotation that's placed on him by Jerry until there's something that he kind of oh, pushes oh, yeah, through yeah. the glass ceiling there. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But, but the connotation that's being pushed on Jerry is not one that's in Jerry Jones's mind. It's one that is pushed by all people in upper management positions. When you have someone yeah. that's younger than you, very, like, far younger than you, that you knew as a young employee, you're always going to look at them that way. Now, Jerry can praise Kellen Moore. He can say what he wants too about Kellen Moore and his ability to do great things with this offense. Obviously not this year, but he can say all those things right now, but it doesn't matter 
he's always going to think of him as the guy that's not the Cowboys that coach. So, so with that, Troy, when I'm thinking about that, right, because we've already got a few people who've told us about, you know, KT Turner had a lot of negative things to say about Mike McCarthy's personality, I guess, oh, in, yeah. in a sense of mm-hmm. in relation. So, so I think about that, right, because I don't know Mike McCarthy personally. Nobody on, on this show does. You're the closest to that type of relationship. I want to ask you, how is it? between Mike and Kellen, because in my eye, when I see old, you know, caveman football guy, in my personal experience with these guys, they're not very receptive to new genius that gets pushed on them. You get yeah, what I'm exactly, exactly. Yeah, the, the relationship between Kellen and, and uh, McCarthy, obviously, I don't know what it is personally. I can only look from afar. And from yeah. afar, I can see a guy that is a grizzled veteran NFL coach with the Super Bowl championship that is from – you know, the steel city that knows all about hard work and blue collar, you know, like, like all knows about hard work and the blue collar atmosphere it takes to be great at what he does. And then he picks around the corner and he sees this little kid from Boise state, (laughs) you know, and and I, it it puzzles me because it's so funny. Like we would interview McCarthy on Friday Mm -hmm. mornings on Sean and RJ on one of five, three, the fan. And we would ask him like, Hey, Obviously, you're talking to Kellen. Obviously, you're talking and giving your expertise in offense and what the Cowboys should do, right? Well, no, you know, most of the time I just kind of peek my head into the room and see what they're doing and I leave. I'm like, what? Like, what? What? Yeah. You peek your head. With with that with Troy? Yeah, it's like, it was so confusing to me. Because, you know, that the way that it looks to me and some of the things that he said, and even in the preseason on Hard Knocks when he was like, I mean, that's Dak and Kellen's thing. I mean, the offense is what yeah. they do together. And I'm sitting Facts. there going, really, Mike? Yeah. I mean, what about all that lip service you gave us about goddamn money ball? Fucking, I was over there being Brad Pitt and learning how to do this and oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that Numbers. And where the hell did that go? Oh, my God. Don't get me started. Don't, don't, get yeah, me started, don't get me started on the fact that Mike McCarthy sold the Cowboys like he was an analytics czar. Like he knew what <laughs> yes, you know what happened? You know what happened? The Cowboys met Mike McCarthy in the parking lot of a Target. Mike McCarthy said, listen, I have a PS5. You have a PS5? I absolutely do. Here it is. And he had a box. And he said, PlayStation 5. And the Cowboys like, holy crap. This is amazing. Let me buy that for you. Absolutely. They get the PS5. They go home. They open the box. There's a 1987 Yellow Pages phone book on the inside. Where's the PS5? That's exactly yeah. what happened with the Cowboys, yeah. Mike McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> and now you look at Mike and it's like, uh, your playbook, you call it, I have nothing to do with it. Right. Tell, it's like he's saying, not it, not it, Once yep. you get, not it. Yep. You know, and then, and then when he can't put it on Kellen, he's like, uh, uh, did y'all see them horrible calls by the refs? And it's like, yeah, Mike, <laughs> your team is the most penalized in football. When the fuck were you going to fix that, bro? We saw it the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth game. You know? Yes, dude. Yes, bro. Yeah, guys. I mean, I said weeks ago, and it was it was the day after the the loss of the Niners, so I was still hot. But <laughs> hey, I I I I'm, I'm soured. I'm soured on more. If I saw the breaking news right now that he's going to wherever, where hey, send him to wherever, I really wouldn't even I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't give a goddamn. Like I'm just I'm I'm tired of what I like. I know I get it. It was good most of the year, and I shouldn't I shouldn't throw that away. I shouldn't overlook it, mm-hmm. but I'm just I, – I, I'm so hot. I'm getting hot again. I'm so hot at just Andres, what Andres, he doesn't Andres, do. Andres, let me give you a cup of water, bro. Let me give you a cup of water. <laughs> I got one. I got one. Hey, I got hey, one. Hey, I mean, I mean, I mean, well, let me take a sip. You, I bet you the Chiefs fans are really pissed off at the enemy about that second half last night. 
Okay. And all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes isn't the greatest quarterback in the world. And oh, you yeah. know, what about this? And all of a sudden, he's been to to yeah. he's only he's been to three games. He only won one Super Bowl. Oh, what's going on now? You're like, shut the fuck. Up. Now, see, the thing <laughs> is, even though I say I wouldn't care if more left town, I understand the 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 natural follow up question is, well, who would you want calling plays? Mm-hmm. Okay, I admit I don't have an answer. So, I mean, again, it stops right there. I don't have an answer. I I I I would admit that, but I'm not I'm not I'm not defending Kellen Moore. I'm not I'm not singing his praises until I tune in next season and I see something different. I mean, I'm, I, I think you my opinion is going to be the same. That's why Andres, though, Doug. Like that's why. Look, I just watched Home Team on Netflix, the Sean Payton story. All right, so I'm sitting <laughs> okay. there going, "Man, look what he's doing with these 12 year olds from Argyle, Texas. He's he's such a stand up guy and showing them accountability." I have this thought process that I'm, this this wish that he would come in and give that to Kellen. Like Kellen's going, "All right, we're going to run a triple set on the outside with McGovern. He's going to go, no, 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 don't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's run a slant route with C.D. Lamb." That's, mm-hmm. that's fucking revolutionary, isn't it? Like, I, I would hope that, like, that's what's in my head. That's why when we talk about Sean Payton coming in over Mike McCarthy, you have other Cowboys fans that are going, we were 12 and 5, guys. Leave him alone. It's like, no, no. See, we, we look a little further past that because we look at the shitting of the bed that happened in the first round, and we look at Mike McCarthy sitting over there going, oh, I haven't t- told Kellen shit about this offense. You're like, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, the way it looks, you haven't told him shit about this offense? I mean, we were running rub routes the game before, and it was a damn pick play trying to hit a three in the corner. Hey, you know hey, I mean? hey guys. Like, um, hey, guys, are you there? there? Yeah, we're here. We're okay. here. Too. Yeah. Looks like I'm just getting this information in. Someone actually watched Home Team on Netflix. What? <laughs> what? 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 what makes you want to watch Home Team? What are you doing? It's a a happy Madison production. And in my defense, I was doing laundry for my boss, bro. Dude, sounds like you were doing lines of Coke with Sam Hurd. Hey, that sounds like a good night. That sounds like a good night. Yes. Yes. I get it. Mark's got kids. I get it. Whatever. It's a nice nice story, I'm sure. We wouldn't have been doing lines with her from what I heard. We would have been doing rails, bro. Yeah, that's right. Oh. <laughs> rails the size of the goal line. Hey, he was oh, trying to be God. the Escobar of Chicago from what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, horrible casting job by Happy Madison, though, to oh be honest. God. But, yes. That, that was so <laughs> Kevin bad. James, come on. I, I, you know what? If the Cowboys do the same thing, I hope Ben Affleck is Kellen Moore. That's all I can Oh, my with. God. Hey, will you see? Hey, look. But, okay, Troy, there you go. That's how much – that's – let me just play it back into right in the right direction. That's how much of a fan I am, bro. And how much? No, I was fucking bored and I didn't have anything else. On and, and, and I got a touch of ADD, so that happens sometimes. Bro. Oh, yeah. so, oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Well, moving on, fellas, man. Um, I know. I, <laughs> got me on that one. I know this is a show, a show improved league, but any concerns that New York will be a threat as a team with the talent they have after hiring Brian Dabo as their head coach? Well, I, t- I tell you what, I mean, I'm not really worried about the actual roster, but mm-hmm. Brian Dabo, I mean, that that's a guy you need to watch out for as a head coach. You really do. I, yeah. I agree. Look at I the agree. last two head coaches they've had there in New York. You had Shermer. You had Joe. I'm not tough. Please don't beat the crap out of me. Mark Colombo, judge. You know, he didn't do anything <laughs> either. But that, Dabo, what he's able to do is scary. 
And Noah is scariest because of his lineage. I mean, you look at where Dayball comes from. This guy, he he worked under Nick Saban in Michigan State and at Alabama. He then mm-hmm. worked with the Patriots in 2000 when they brought in some guy named Bill Belichick. Then he went mm-hmm. back for a second stint years later. This guy has the knowledge. And, you know, quite frankly, that's what worries me about New York. The roster, I'm not worried about the roster in New York. I'm not worried about I'm not worried about Daniel Jones being another bad pick for them. I'm not worried about Saquon Barkley who's going to get hurt. You know, Will Hernandez was a bust. Kyle Rudolph begs and pleads to go back to Minnesota. Then obviously the Giants <laughs> in the defense. You know who I'm worried about on their defense? Oh, sorry. That's my brain shutting down because I couldn't name <laughs> You know, uh, yes. I was like, who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not worried about the actual roster, but if there was ever a yeah. case to be made that an NFL team is made by their head coach, it will be next season with the Giants and their new head coach. What Absolutely. you're saying is we're going to see some positivity. We'll look down. We'll look down. They'll win a game or here. We'll see some more positivity than a real quarterback in three or four years are going to go like, oh, shit, they're pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know what? You know what's very fortunate for us in the NFC East and for Cowboy fans as well is that the Giants have picks in the NFL draft, and everyone's worried, like, yes. oh, they God, they've got yes, picks. They What's going to happen? Well, guess what? This year's draft sucks. It's really, yeah, right. really bad. I mean, you've got, like, Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, those are probably, like, one and two up there. Everyone else are good players, but there's not a high-profile pick in this draft, and it's nothing like last year in that crazy quarterback class they had. This year, mm-hmm. it's not a strong class, so I'm not worried about them getting weapons this year, but like you said – if they allow him, the new head coach, Brian, to basically sit in and put in the plan that he has implemented and run the way he wants to in New York, they could be dangerous for the next several years. My only concern is we've seen this team in, in, with an, an inferior uh, roster to, to what we have that has a, the, this this coach kind of like Dabo, the um, Shanahan's and whoever with some some of these teams have inferior rosters but if they're they're if their coaches are better like you're saying like you're speaking on Dabo, we seem to lose against those teams man so that's the only i guess that would be my only concern as well yeah exactly but some of, the, some of those other teams they actually have one or two primetime players they have one or two guys that you can actually build something around them yeah new york doesn't have one guy that they can build around they really can't it should have been saquon Saquon Barkley should have been that guy. I know people think he was overhyped and overpicked in the draft, but when he came into the league, he was going to be that bright, shiny star. But they can't build around him because he's injury-prone all the time. He has a quarterback that can run a full sprint 90 yards and then fall flat on his face. (laughs) That's as open as Swiss cheese, okay? So they're not going to have the weapons around him to make him a primetime player. And unless they bring them in somehow, or unless, God forbid, Russ decides to leave Seattle and go to New York. Uh, shut up, Troy. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't like that? No, no, no. You see, you see that 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 second part of my statement when I said they they draft a real quarterback? If you bring Russell Wilson in there, you take half the equation out and it accelerates the process. And oh, fuck yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Because and, – and then, I mean, hey, well, I mean, if you bring somebody in who shows Kadarius how to throw that right properly, maybe they'll have some talent, <laughs> talent in the wide receiver position, right? You know? Right. So and, – and but you know what, Troy? What we kind of did as the Cowboys to this draft is after everybody looks for their quarterback, everybody's looking for the next Micah Parsons out of the linebacker position. You notice yeah. that? Like, everybody's looking for this this young athletic linebacker who can rush the passer. You're like, it's hey, that trans- he, he was – Special guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, even even Michael Parsons, you know, he, he was the one that tweeted today. He tweeted today, uh, we've got to cut this next Michael Parsons BS. Let me yeah. be me for a little bit first. Damn. Yep. You know what? I felt that same way at the beginning of the season when people were like, holy crap, look at these two games he's had. He's the next Lawrence Taylor. I'm like, everyone calm down, okay? Everyone calm down. <laughs> because obviously, as we know, Lawrence Taylor was a fantastic defender and loved to have sex with 14-year-olds. But at the and, same time, and, I mean, in Troy, I think he's better than Lawrence Taylor because he's not doing rails off those 14. Oh, he's right? not. He's not. <laughs> he's not doing anything like that. that but yeah, everyone, everyone's looking for the next Micah. Everyone's looking for the next hot shot. And you yep. know what? You can't, you can't think that way. You really can't. The only the only man who's had more sex with underage girls than him was probably I don't know Carl Malone. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> listen, listen. I, I've got I know someone that went to La Tech and he has told me stories and I'm like, wow. Oh, I bet, bro. Yeah. yeah. The mean, mailman when you, did when deliver. You tell Kobe's, when you tell Kobe's <laughs> wife that you're hunting for little Mexican girls in the locker room, yeah. you know you can't help yourself, bro. Yeah. Oh exactly. my God. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, Nick, bro. We got out of control right there. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Hey, man. Troy is fucking amazing to have on, bro. <laughs> so, let, okay, obviously you guys have had a lot of guests on and you guys do a great podcast, but let's just get to the bottom of this. Who am I better than? <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Here we uh, go. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> off air, let's do this off air. Off air. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to hurt, hey, hurt no feelings. We'll do it off air. I got my stand down message right there because I was going to name a few people. So. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, no, I don't want you guys to say Dean Blandino on air. I don't want you. To <laughs> you. <laughs> the mighty Dean. <laughs> Hey, or man. or Bob Sturm or anybody like that, right? Hey, oh, Dean God. was cool, man. Dean was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know people don't want to say that, but he actually he's a Tolo too. He like listens to our station a lot. It's weird. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Oh man, no, man, he was, was a good dude, dude, man. When he came on here, that's for that's sure. Good dude. Um, sneaky, sneaky, and kind of. It's good. Know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, but uh, getting back to the question, man, I love Dable. I said last week that in a perfect world. If we had cut ties with McCarthy and before the Peyton news dropped, mm-hmm. I wanted Dave Boy in Dallas, like in a perfect yeah. world. Yeah, like, like the that. more, the more, the more I read on this dude, the more I watch what he does, what he's done. I, I like, I like him a lot. Now, I'm not worried about the Giants as they're currently put together, and I'm not going to be worried about them as long as they have Daniel Jones as their quarterback, because we've seen what that dude. There is no, there is no um, ascension in his future. Like there's yeah. just not. We've seen what Daniel Jones is. Now, I don't think he's going to be the the week one starter for the Giants. I just can't see Dable Ooh. with his offense Ooh. looking at Daniel Jones and being like, yeah, you know what? I can work. Like, I'm going to go from Josh Allen, even though when he came in, he was he was raw. Mm-hmm. And he looks at Daniel Jones like, yeah, you know what? I can work with you, kid. Hell nah. So I am afraid. I am worried that the Giants do get in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. Like, let's just be real. And if, 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 if even if it's not Russ, it's going to be someone. I just can't see Aaron Daniel Rogers. Jones. I mean, yeah. I mean, he. I guess I guess Aaron Rodgers doesn't think, uh, you know, he probably doesn't think there's COVID in, in, in New York City anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, man. Yeah. See, that's, that, that's the analogy I would make between, like, Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore because I watch it. 
you know, I watch coaches interact with each other in the COVID protocols, right? And you mm-hmm. get an idea how they like or don't like each other. I see Mike McCarthy walk in the building with a goddamn hot dog in his hand, no mask. Mm-hmm. He's talking about getting the vaccination later. Two hot dogs. Like, so, so, yeah, there you go. And he's like, Kellen, what you going to do? Kellen's got booties on, gloves, double mask, vaccinated, getting the booster tomorrow. And he's just like, I don't know, Mike. Uh, you know, we might be different points of view on that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Seriously, hey, guys. well, speaking of head coaches, man. Uh, I want to I want to run a little game real quick with y'all. Uh, let's rank the NFC East head coaches, man. And I'll start with you, um, Troy. Give me your ranking right now between McCarthy, Sirianni, Rivera, and Dabble. What are you What are, What are, What are you looking at right now? Oh, well, here's in the, the East. Well, for Brian Dayball, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to kind of rank him because he hasn't done anything. But I will say the yeah. one thing he did do that was great was pulled up to the Giants facility this morning in a Ford Raptor, which you can get at Platinum Ford between Highway 80 and I-20 in Terrell. Sorry, I had to get right. So anyway, um, so I can't really rank him in there yet, but I think after next year, he may be one or two. So I'm just going to go with McCarthy, Ooh. Sirianni, and Rick. Yeah, man. If I had to rank those two right now, God. It's it's really hard because none of them really stand out. But I'm going to lean towards McCarthy as number one just because of his background, his pedigree. And, you know, whether you believe he got the ring or not, he has a Super Bowl ring. So he's number one on the list. I, I'm going to go Sirianni number two in the only reason. Ah! I'm and I'm going to go Sirianni number two because I think Rivera is slowly on his way out after a while. Now, not, not, not on his way out like he's being pushed out, but I just don't think he has that pull and that draw as he did as a head coach years ago. So I'm yeah, put absolutely. Three. So I'm putting a very hesitant McCarthy one, Sirianni two, Rivera three, but Dayball, he could easily be number one within midseason. Oh my That's God. Great analysis right there. I, do, I, like I agree it. with you in that sense. You know, I, I mean, look, uh, fuck if you, I mean, 12 and five, you win the division, you got a Super Bowl in your history. Fucking Mike McCarthy, number one. Whatever, bro. Um, Let's go. Yeah. Anyway, so and then I, you know, I, I, we all talk shit about Sirianni because of the shirts and everything, you know, along those lines. But when you look at the NFL landscape, everybody wants that young genius as a head coach. You know, everybody wants that guy who can think different ways and do different stuff. And I like Nick Sirianni. I really do. I think Ron Rivera got a, uh, he got shafted from the very from go in in Washington. I mean, Dan Snyder, he came in and dipshit Snyder went ahead and stuck him right in front of all those slings and arrows with the cheerleader controversy, with everything with the name. He had Ron Rivera, you know, out in front of the press, everything. When this dipshit was out on a fucking boat, you know, probably doing rails off a 14-year-old. Anyway, you, <laughs> um, you know, seriously, that's why I, I like Ron Rivera. Like, as a, as a personal guy, when you look at him, you're like, man, I feel bad for him, dude. And everything he's been through, and Snyder just neutered his ass. So, you, you, you know, Rivera falls last in that area. And I agree with, with Troy there with that analysis. I mean, McCarthy, Sirianni. Dable has the potential to fucking wipe his ass with McCarthy, given what he can do in the pedigree. But, yes. I mean, as it stands right now, you got to look at that. So, I'd say, um, you know, let the Quinn, I mean, McCarthy, uh, number one, and Sirianni <laughs> and Dabble and, you know, <laughs> wipe, Sirianni? His, wipe his ass with McCarthy. Thank you. I can't close my eyes for the next seven days. <laughs> It'd have to have a big hand, bro. A real my God. big hand. Maybe, maybe triple ply in both hands, bro. My God. What are we, what are we broadcasting on? P-Hub? God, what, 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 Make sure you do the right search. We should. 
No, uh, no, I don't need you to write searches. I'll just go to RJ Choppy's bookmarks on our company computer. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, oh. Hey, hey, look. And then, you know, for me, Troy, I keep like different things in the back of my head as I'm talking. So I got to say, I'll say it. I can't tell you who you're better than, but I can tell you the three that I've enjoyed the most is you, RJ, and KT. So, hey, let's okay. go. I'll take that. Let's go. Hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, for me, man, I think it's 1A, 1B, man. I think uh, McCarthy's there and Sirianni there at, at B. And the only reason I'm saying is because Sirianni, he he, uh, he got the Eagles in the playoffs, man. He he really did. That You know, they were dumpster juice, and they made it to the playoffs, man. So, I don't know. 1A, 1B there. And then I think I'm going to go Dabo and then Rivera, man. So And that's because Dabo ain't proved shit. But, you know, neither has uh, Rivera, man, really. He just a whole <laughs> bunch of talk. You know what I mean? Got got neither mad. has McCarthy. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but but <laughs> hey, but but Rivera was the one that was complaining about the benches. Eh. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The only thing he could do this year. But yeah, I'm gonna go one A, one B. That's uh McCarthy Sirianni. And then I'm gonna go Dabble, because I like Dabble. I hate that he's going to the Giants, but it is what it is. And yeah. I'm gonna say Rivera dead last, because you know what? Fuck Washington football team, in my mm. opinion. There you go. And All fuck day. the Eagles too. But you know what it is. You know what answering this question is like, guys? It's like it's like when you haven't eaten all day, like you're starving, right? You've been working yeah. all day. No, you've been, you, no, no, this, this, this is what it is. This is what it is. You're hungry. You've been working all day. You're starving. And yeah. all you want is like a steak, right? You want a steak and a baked potato and like a, maybe a salad or, or whatever. Shrimp. Salad. And, 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 and you're in small town Texas, right? All small hell. West Texas. All and, all they got, and all they got to choose from at 10 p.m., is a McDonald's, Burger King, Stars, and a little rundown food truck that looks dirty <laughs> as hell. My God. Like, like, that's honestly what I look at at, at, at these coaches, man. Like, <laughs> I, I guess McCarthy would be McDonald's because I think he does eat a million <laughs> burgers good. a year. Like this is good. This is good. Let's go. But uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I mean, I guess I'll put McCarthy one by extreme default. Mm-hmm. But like what y'all said, I think by midseason or definitely after his first full season or two seasons, Debo is going to be one. Now, the only thing that gives me uh, um, some some uh, what's the word? Some solace. So, yeah, so, solace. There mm-hmm. you go. Wordsmith. Right there. The only thing that gives me a little solace is that uh, I firmly have jumped on the Sean Payton bandwagon in, in, in 2023. So then Dallas will definitely have the best coach in the division. But until then. It's just choosing between what what greasy hamburger you want at 10 p.m. <laughs> it's really bro, what it is. Go watch it. I don't care what Troy says, bro. Okay. <laughs> I ain't watching no. that. Oh my uh, god. Oh, they I, put Kevin James I got I got too many other things to watch. <laughs> if I was watching that and you got Kevin James with me, I'd be like, seriously, guys? Like, oh you fucking like was was that me? Like, fuck like, wow, dude. You know who Kevin James could easily play though if he grows out his beard, which he has? He could play Mike McCarthy. Like, I don't know why they didn't cast <laughs> as Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Yep. They yeah. have the same yeah. body and everything. Oh. Yeah. A Mike McCarthy in a in a low budget film of Moneyball, right? Billy Madison yeah. can more play Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. Well, shit. Since we're already on on where we rank uh, the head coaches in the East, tell me where you rank Mike McCarthy amongst the rest of the NFC conference. We really doing this? Yeah, we are doing it, brother. We party. are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we really ranking him among other NFC teams. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Jeez. Well, how about this? How about this? Give us, give us, give us top three. How about that? Yeah, top three in the NFC? Yes. Okay, number one is Sean McVay. It's not even close. I don't even know if anyone else would argue with that. So, number one, Sean McVay. Number two is Matt LaFleur. Number three. Number three. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. You're going to make me say McCarthy. No. Uh, <laughs> you're not putting Kyle Shanahan over McCarthy? Oh uh, yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, so, there you all, go. All I, all I was seeing was was uh, was Kingsbury, and I'm like, I, there's no, 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 no. So, uh, so just Moore. answer this, that's Troy. Kevin Moore better looking. Yeah. yeah, answer answer this, Troy. Is McCarthy in the top five at least? <laughs> top five. Uh, let's see, I'm, I'm right. just rattling off my head. So Niners, Rams. Uh, who who else? Do I know? No man, I I I, oh. I don't. He's think not. So. He's not. He's not. No, well, he's not. Line on the national narrative, I mean, Dan Patrick, a few, at the beginning of the season, he was like, I mean, if you get there and you have the Bucks, the Rams, and the Cowboys, he says, by default, I got to take the Rams and the Bucks because of the head coaching. I was like, wow, that sucks. You know what? Now that I think about it, he may be number five. He may be. Because like I said, you, you've got nah. A, you've got Shanahan, you've got LaFleur. You put him over Arians? You put him over B.A.? That's what nope. I'm saying. I, I, oh, B.A.? You're not that, that's what I would think both of them are, are two peas in the pods. And trust me, those are gigantic peas in those pods. <laughs> <laughs> those are hey, those are those dirty yeah, greasy gotta, burgers you get put, on top of the hill over yeah. there. But you see, I gotta put BA over McCarthy because I think his peas are a lot bigger than McCarthy. Yeah. Ooh. So for me, I mean, if I come into that question, I got McVay, number one. I mean, you know, everything that he's done with that team from one quarterback to the next. Now Stafford is like, hey, the Lions are like, we didn't know he was that good. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> and, I mean, you got after that. Uh, he's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not top five. Uh, I'm putting Kyle Shanahan up there just because of what he can do with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, man. I mean, let's all be honest here. That was just a, a fuck up waiting to happen. It almost happened with us. We almost got him into that fuck up. He threw the pick and then he had a wide open fucking layup of a touchdown. And, he's like, ah! and he fucked it off and we couldn't take advantage. So yeah, I mean, Kyle Shanahan facts. to me is up there, dude, as like maybe one or two. And after that, I mean, I'll go BA and no, no, LaFleur's up there for me. He'd probably be four. And then I'll go BA five. And I'm not even talking about McCarthy. Fuck McCarthy, man. Oh my God. He's not top five. He's not top five in the NFC because for me, you easily have Shanahan and McVay. You got BA. You got LaFleur. Those are the strong top four. And for fifth, you could, I guess, rotate guys. I don't know if y'all agree, but you know what? I think even Pete Carroll came back in the can get back in the conversation, all right, honestly. All right, all right. Unplug right. yeah. your computer. I'm play- okay, you're done. No, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just saying, if you have one game to win, let, like, like, let's play that game. You got one game to win for, for, for everything, and you can have Pete Carroll or Mike McCarthy coach your team. Like, the teams are equal. Oh it's just Carroll or McCarthy. I'm taking Pete Carroll, this? man. I'm taking Pete Carroll. I'm telling. I'm taking Pete Carroll. Recency bias. Don't ask me that question, man. Because I see, and and I'm not. Look, I'm not dogging on Mike McCarthy trying to say that he's some fucking you know JV level coach that shouldn't even be in the NFL. That's not what I'm saying. I don't. You know, I don't do that job. I don't know the ins and the outs of it. But when I look at it, and and just what he has shown us doesn't change. That type of mentality doesn't change. It's not like one day he goes, you know what, guys, I've been a dickhead. 
and I haven't accepted the responsibility around here. Let me get this 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 stick out of my ass and take and, and do this the right way. But I will Absolutely. say one thing. That's one of the things that lead me into the lame duck classification. Because mm-hmm. initially, look, I, I try to look at the glasses half, half empty. I'm a delusionally obsessed realist as a Cowboys fan. So I know what I have. I'm not sitting here going, Super Bowl, every year. Okay? Would I like yeah. it? Yes. Do I believe it? No. So when I go into it and I look at it, it it's just – I don't know, man. The lame duck to me is I think in the building, they understood that there's a little more that you can squeeze out of this asshole. And from that end, maybe putting his feet to the fire might get that juice out. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Troy, Troy, would you rather me, <laughs> would you rather me say uh, Pete Carroll or uh, Dan Campbell? Oh. What would make your head explode more? Uh, well, well, obviously, <laughs> obviously it'd be Pete Carroll. I mean, he would make my head explode more because you were talking about, uh, Dan Campbell, the great tight end from Texas A&M university. So let's go. There you go. And, and a fight in a fight. I think Dan Campbell would pick him up and bane his ass real quick. Oh my so. God. Yeah. Dan Campbell, <laughs> Blair and lamb of God. Oh. Oh Dan Campbell is is a number one seed. If we did like if if we if we ranked the coaches like a, like in a tournament bracket of fights, oh, Campbell would have to be like. A, hey, Rabel, I think can hold his own. Sneaky man. Campbell and Rabel are definite one seeds for yeah. sure. I mean, they're they're the axe and smash of of, of the NFL demolition. There you demolition, go. Demolition. Yeah. Well, who's the of doom of the NFL? Who's oh, the yeah. hawk and the animal? Yeah. I hold I hold the Road Warriors slash Legion of Doom in very high regards, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like very, very like they are my they okay, might so be my all time favorite tag team. And this is my old wrestling brain. So who are the Rockers? No. Shawn Michaels and Marty Gennetti, Gennetti, baby. Let's go. Shawn Michaels oh. is that Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan? Oh, hey, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I got it. The Rockers were uh uh, who's Doug Peterson or Frank Wright? Yeah, there I'm gonna go. put Ryan Gosling. Nice. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury in there. Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Cliff Kingsbury. I swear, we're separated at birth, bro. Oh, <laughs> so much it's crazy. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, fellas. Well, let's move on, man. We got a game uh, that Dreezy wants to play. Y'all know yeah. what it's called? Yeah, sure yeah. or nah? And Dreezy, yeah. bring us in with the game, man. <laughs> yeah, Troy. So it's it, it's pretty easy. I'm gonna just run down a few uh, free agents. And, uh, you know, if, if you – if now, the thing is, I didn't just go down the list and, and, and pick – I try not to pick, like, unrealistic names. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, how about Devontae Adams, guys? Or how about, you know <laughs> – like, you know, See, I mean, guys that – fantasy draft here, right? No, yeah, guy, like, guys that we're not – like, we're not going to get J.C. Jackson from the Patriots. We're not going to sign Devontae Adams, you know. But guys that are somewhat realistic that the Cowboys could potentially look at, sign, whatever. If, if you like them, yeah. If you don't, nah. And if you want to give like a short explanation, that's on you. The first one, I like this one a lot, Cordero Patterson. Mark mentioned him earlier. To me, his versatility, you can line him up in the backfield or receiver. He's a great kick returner still, 30 years old, and he's coming off his by far his best season in in the league. Yeah. Cordero the- Patterson. Yeah, okay, so, oh, my God. So am I going to say yay, sure, or nah? I mean – I would say yay, only because of his past, which mm-hmm. is kind of unfortunate because you want someone in their present. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize Cordero Patterson was an all-decades team member. Like, some people mm-hmm. tend to forget that he was a really good 
NFL player. But unfortunately, you did say the T word, 30. He's 30 mm-hmm. years old. Okay, so yeah. I'm a little bit worried about that because the other reason I, I, I'm a little worried about that, I think we have the weapons already. We just need to yeah. properly use them. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I understand we got the most out of C.D. Lamb against the Niners with one pass, you know. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. But, but as far as Kadero Patterson, I mean, it's for me, it's not a nah, but it's kind of like a sure. Like, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Mark? See, I'm more I'm more of a nah with that, Troy, because for me, the thing is, yes, is it, it, it it's like the shiny new toy that you want. I bought one of these damn things. I bought a $55, you know, remote control car that I could move with my wrist, right? right. And it was real cool for about a day. And then I was like, so what the hell am I going to do with this thing? Like, oh, it, it, it goes in the grass. It runs on walls. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's cool. And that's what I see Kellen Moore with, with like a shiny toy like that. Like, okay, a, a jet sweep. And then what? And then what? Exactly. I don't know. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's what I see. And that, that's also why I was so hesitant about everybody was on the pitch train in the draft, right? And it's like pits, pits, pits. And, and yeah, you know, generational talent. But at the same time, you got to have an OC who is, it has a foundation to his offense and understands how to get that guy the ball. Fast. That's why I was like, no, nah, I don't know. Kellen Moore will shit the bed with Kyle Pitts even. Yeah, it's a yeah. nap for me. It's absolutely okay. Nah, I that's, mean, we, that's, couldn't, we couldn't even that's use fair. Uh, TP. Uh, yeah, in that row. So that's you know fair. what I mean. Yeah, uh, no, you're right. Yeah, we'll, we'll have him. Make, we'll have him back there and give the majority of the carries. Um, my second one, okay, uh, for the line, Cam Robinson, 26. He only uh, had he only committed five penalties and allowed one sack in 856 snaps. That sounds good and, right now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is just an instant plug at at the tackle spot. I'm sorry. Are you talking about Cam Robinson, like? The offensive tackle, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! My God! Yes. If you give me anybody that weighs over 320 that plays any type of position with the words offense and line in them, I will take yeah. them on this You're team. I'm, I'm yeah. Listen, my 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 feelings towards Zach Mar- Martin have grown so much over the years of just mm-hmm. how special and amazing he is as a player because mm-hmm. of what he's having to deal with to the left and right of him. Okay. Harry yeah. Smith is an amazing football player. Unfortunately, he's breaking down. The other guys mm-hmm. in the offensive line, Badez, as Jerry Jones would call him on 105.3, the fan. Anything that we can get to add to the offensive line, I'm all about. So absolutely, Cam Robinson. Troy, real, yeah, quick, real quick, Troy. What about Daniel Falaley, the 6'9", 380-pound uh, tackle out of, um, what is it, Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota. Too big, 6'9". That's way too tall. Just too tall. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I feel like he's too tall of a guy. No, seriously. No, no, yes. I will take anybody that has any ounce of talent that can play offensive line. Seriously, I, I feel that. I feel mm-hmm. that strongly about it because – for so many years, off the, the offensive line of the Cowboys has been presented as one of these great pieces in NFL history. And they have. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you go all the way back to the old school days of Larry Allen and Stepnoski and all those guys. Oh, the, the golden era. Okay, that, that has always been there. And it kind of stayed there when Travis was there and Zach was yeah. there and Tywin was there and Doug mm-hmm. was there. Like, it's always been there, but now it's starting to decline. And that's Tyler Linderbaum. Oh, God. <laughs> that's a good one. 
That's a good one. That's a good one. has offensive line experience. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, yeah. we don't, we don't call him Biotish on this program, um, Troy. We call him the palette because how many fucking times he got forklifted? Oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, Adon, how about Lakin Robinson from the Niners? 30 years old. He's never missed a start. You know, the Niners got that strong run game. He's a, he's a, He's a good run blocker, dude. You know, you know. Yeah, I want Bill sure. Callahan. That's what I want. Fuck the players. I want Bill Callahan. <laughs> I want That's Bill fair. Callahan. Let's go. That's fair. That's no, fair. I'm not even uh, about that. <laughs> edge rusher Hassan Reddick, dude. Eleven sacks last year. Yes. Hey, Twelve and a half the year before. He's still only 27 years old. Yes. Doesn't he play I, linebacker? I would take Is Hassan Reddick a linebacker? Yeah, edge rusher. Not. I mean, yeah. outside. outside. He, yeah. He's outside, right? Like yeah. one of the ideas that I heard Kavanaugh talking about was bringing Reddick in and and, and kind of putting Micah down the, as the edge rusher full time. Exactly, and now and 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 Reddick would be pretty much um, replacing Gregory, assuming we don't bring him back, which I still hope we do. But what? Huh? What? What? <laughs> what? You? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if you realize that you just fallen and had a concussion. And said something about Randy Gregory. No, Randy. <laughs> he's in concussion protocol right now. Yeah. What I do? What I do? What I do? <laughs> you, said, you said, "Are you broadcasting from a blue tent? Is that where you're at right now?" No, uh, no, no. If you're telling me I can get Hassan Reddick over Randy, over Gregory, yeah, uh, Randy Gregory, great story. Kudos to you for what you've done with your life and turned it around. But uh, mm-hmm. give me Hassan Reddick without questions. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Anthony Barr, guys, jump Anthony in. Anthony Barr, whoever wants to take it. Linebacker Anthony Barr. Linebacker uh, Anthony Barr, twenty nine years old. No, I think I can look at the draft. I mean, I, I kind of want to see what I got in Jabril Cox as well, man. Uh, That's true. Season. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I'm real excited uh, about Cox. I don't know. Is 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 Barr on the? He's on the 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 downside of his career. Am I correct? Well, I mean, physically, no. I mean, if you think about him, uh, he hasn't been in the NFL. He's not a journeyman or anything. I mean, he's what like no, he's six, not. seven years. Like six, five, six years. Yeah, Honestly, six, you know, at the right price, he would be intriguing because yeah, that's what I'm saying. Somebody, like, I mean, yeah, you know, well, in the draft when when he was on the board in the draft, he was thought of as like what the best you know uh, linebacker to be coming out at that time. Was he a top ten pick? No. Yeah, he was out of. Uh, I think he was nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah UCLA. And, and, you know, I know Mike Zimmer got a lot out of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was that one year where they were like you know touting him as a possible defense player of the year halfway through the year, and he kind of fell mm-hmm. off. Um, at the right price, man, look, we need linebacker help. We do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Facts. We really do. I mean, we got LVE over there who, you know, made us all feel happy about what he did against Debo in, in that 49ers game, but we can't forget about some of the other stupid shit he did during the year, you mm-hmm. know? And, and then Jabril Cox. Yeah, that's, that's nice. He's coming. But at the same time, he did have some, some. You said Cox is that- coming. <laughs> 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 hey, and Cox is a toy that Dan Quinn hasn't been able to play with yet. So uh, just think about that. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, he was I'm gonna play. play. He was gonna play with Cox, but Cox got hurt, so you had to put him on on the shelf. Yeah, I'll probably get canceled if I make a comment. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get back. <laughs> this guy is a real career guy. He has a career. We don't. He has an actual career. <laughs> Troy's like, I'm gonna stop. I've done enough already. <laughs> Uh, uh, one more Quandre. I'm not related to Trayvon Diggs, 29 years old from Seattle. Yes, yes. Oh, one, two, three. Yes, yes, motherfucker. Yes, yes. We said it at the same time. Yes, yes. Quandre we, Diggs. Yes. yes, I want him. 
I want him. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, his past is what's going to hurt him because mm-hmm. he played at Texas. And I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do that. No, no. Give, him, give his ass to Seattle and have it rain on him. No, I'm. I'm okay, guys. Okay, guys. So not only did Troy bring up the Aggies, but he dissed UT. I can't wait till we're off air. Yeah, I get to tell him what I really think about him. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey, me, Troy, I'm with you. I'm an Aggie, one? man. I live here in College Station, so hell yeah, let's go. There we go. There we go. I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was born and raised a Texas fan, man. Troy, I, 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 I always tell people, I always tell people here in College Station we have a Wings and More, and what do you, and, and what do they have in Austin? A Pluckers? Oh my God! Get out of here, <laughs> man! I need to get back. There. I need to go to A and M. I haven't gone there in like a year and a half. I need to go down Northgate, place the forty-two at the Dixie. Oh, yes, sir! <laughs> Let's go. Do some rails on fourteen-year-olds. Oh, we're bringing that back. Jesus Christ! Well, I, I'm sorry. And I, I, I gotta go. I'm sorry. I, I, thought, I thought all we did was assault women in hotel rooms like the McCoys did in San Antonio, but I guess. Uh, uh, oh. Oh, I love Troy. Man. Who is oh, this God. guy? Oh my God! <laughs> well, yeah. that was the. Uh, thank you all for playing the second installment of Yeah or Nah, <laughs> the 2022 <laughs> Draft Edition. The 2022. I mean, uh, free agents. Free I'm sorry. Edition, yeah, free agent. I'm sorry. We ain't got yeah. to the draft. Hell yeah, Troy. What's your thoughts on on Kenyon Green, man? If he's there at 24. I mean. Um... Not, not really have much of a thought just because I haven't really looked past, you know, what's going to happen in, I mean, in this draft, because I don't know what's available out there. I really don't know what's available out there, but Kenny Green, I mean, what he did for A&M, he played as well as he could, especially because, you know, once you lost Haynes King and you bring in Zach, oh my God, just peed my pants Calzada, you know, <laughs> it's kind of hard to protect that scared of a quarterback. And, and Kenyon Green did the best that he could at that position. Now, if the Cowboys could get him, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I'd be ecstatic as hell to get Kenyon Green to be in Frisco. But at this point, I mean, it's just such a weak draft. It's a really weak draft. And that's not just me looking from afar. That's from me, me you know, hearing what Kavanaugh's talking about, hearing what Dane Brugler's talking about. It's just mm-hmm. not one of those epic drafts that people are going to be talking about for years to come. Yeah. So what you're saying is we need to trade everything away and go get Tyler Lindeboom. I'm, I'm fine with that, sure. <laughs> I don't even think it would take I don't even think it would take moving up though I mean oh so far everything I've seen he's there at 24 like oh, we could yeah. have him yeah, oh, everything everything Kavanaugh says about him shit if anybody's listening he should go top 15 shit because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want him to be on that that line in New York because you know even though Daniel Jones or Jake Fromm or whoever they have playing quarterback. I mean, they're going to have a lot more time than they've had before. <laughs> well, the whole reason I want it, man, isn't just because of what we've seen with the line. It's, it's I go a little further back, and, and I really feel like half of Dak's brain left when Travis left. Mm-hmm. You know, um, From my standpoint, Travis, and, and it's not that far of a stretch to say he's the greatest center I've ever seen. You know, I mean, we're not, you don't really pay attention to the center spot that much, but when you look at him and you hear about what everybody said, you hear about what he did and what Dak would say he did. I mean, he was calling out pre-snap adjustments before, you know, Dak even knew what the hell was going on. And, oh, we led the NFL in uh, pre-snap penalties. <gasps> okay, I can do math, you know. Yep, yeah. yep. The center spot is one of those positions where 
when it's good, you don't, you never think about them. You don't care. But when it's bad, man, you fucking hate them. And that's where we are right now with, with, with Biotish, man. Because we were just, as Cowboy fans, I think we've been spoiled over the years. We had Stepnowski. Uh, Gerard was in there for a bit. You know, he, he was good. And then fast forward to Frederick. Mm-hmm. We just had some really good centers, man. Heck yeah. Well, it looks like a lot of uh, everybody on the panel really wants to go O-line. For me, I'm standing on the DeMarvin Leal Hill. I think he'll, he'll make this defense even better. Even uh, uh, Insert him into this defense, and it's a wrap top three every year after this. So, yeah, that's, what, that's the hill I'm standing on. But, fellas, we have reached an hour, man, and I know Mark's got to go. And I know Troy, I told you an hour, man. So let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Hey, Troy, man, we definitely appreciate you coming on, man, and rocking with the Talking Boys with the boys, man, here, man. Like I said, man, it's greatly appreciated. So if you can tell everybody out there that don't know who Troy Hughes is, let them know where they can find you and what you got going on. Yeah, so if you guys want to uh, listen to us, we're on weekdays, 530 to 10. Uh, It's myself, Sean and RJ. Um, 105.3, the fan who, by the way, I just looking now on Twitter, looks like Jeff Garcia has uh, either blocked or, or canceled uh, Sean on, on Twitter. So that's awesome. <laughs> you can, you can oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. What a douchebag for Dude. saying what he said, man. That, that, that guy's was... an idiot. That guy's like, I, I didn't want to go off on a hashtag dad girl thing, but man, that guy's a jackhole. So hey, I'm yeah. a dad girl myself, man. Yeah. yeah, amen. So, if you're in any case, yeah, check us out on 105.3 The Fan and uh, doing stuff over there. And you go to our website, our YouTube channel. And then when I'm not you know, doing the sports thing, uh, if you're an anime fan, come check me out. I voice over some uh, different anime stuff as well. Oh, Absolutely. Cool. Hey, can you give us your best Bane impression? Because that's what me and Mark were trying to do. Hell no. <laughs> Y'all were doing the Bane impression. I'm like, I can't, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have like a reference because obviously he was one of the worst characters in the Batman franchise. Uh, boy, oh, you got it. You are nuts. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah. Go, listen, like listen. That. I'm sorry. When he showed up and he walked out, I'm like, dude, that guy looks like bad mofo. Look at him. He's like, well, what's going on with you guys? Yeah, that's the awesome part. And I'm like, what? Is this the character we're using? Dude, I mean, it's like Winston Churchill on helium broke Batman's back. I mean, that's the best part. I was like, if, if this is what we're going to do, if we're going to do least intimidating voice guys to battle Batman, then I will put into the mix big text from the State Fair. Well, howdy, folks, and welcome to the Batman vs. Big Tech Robbery. Wow, look at the Cape Crusader. Looks like he's ready to kick my ass today. But that's all right, because I'm here with my size 42 boots and a Fletcher's corn dog. going to a hole. I like that. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, man. Well, everybody out there, thank you for rocking with Talking Boys with the Boys. I holla. Yes, sir.